home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Time for Rated G Radio, a hour of unscripted, live, uncensored. I could use swear words if I wanted to. We are going to have a fun hour tonight. We're going to welcome back our favorite guest co-host, Rebecca Fisk. She'll be joining us in just a couple of moments. And to everybody who listened last week, we're going to find out if it's a three-peat for three weeks in a row of power outages somewhere in the middle of the show because, you know, that's what we do in Southern California. <laughs> Anyway, so thank you, Rebecca, for last week for keeping the band together during the most darkest hour of the night. And it actually was dark because it already got dark here in Huntington Beach. And we had crazy winds, and all of a sudden I hear this, and the next thing I know, I'm in pitch black. And there's no computer screen, there's no radio, there's no nothing. And so for, I don't know, it seemed like about 75 minutes, but it was probably more like contact, where it's a millisecond. Um, anyhow, Rebecca was there, so I appreciate that. So everybody, if you would like to call in tonight, you and if you're going to ask for advice, the only person you're going to get advice from tonight is me, because Rebecca is not here in her award-winning America Top 50 capacity as America's Top 50 Psychic. She is here as my guest co-host to talk about current events and things that are interesting to us. So if you call into the show, we will welcome you with loving arms, um, but we're not taking psychic calls. For that, I've conveniently placed links on the show page, with Rebecca's name, that take you to her website where you can book a psychic reading. You would be getting a session with America's Top 50 Psychic. That's amazing. We also support our other shows that are on the Rated G Radio Network that you will also enjoy listening to and probably already do. That includes Rated LGBT Radio every Thursday night with Rob Watson. Rated Oz Radio that's starring Mary Lou Monroe Ray out of Brisbane, Australia. And our monthly segment, Journey with Stephanie, starring award-winning acclaimed teacher guru healer Stephanie Gerard. She takes a um, interesting approach interviewing different healers around the world once a month on the first Tuesday of every month. So you can catch her in November and December before we wrap up the year. Um, but all things aside, we have Rebecca Fisk joining me tonight. So Rebecca, welcome back to the most fun you're going to have for the next 56 and a half minutes. <laughs> and there is absolutely no doubt about that. I know that for sure. So, oh my gosh. So one of the things that I have to tell you is that about 15 minutes after the show ended last week, our power also went out. <laughs> so I don't know if that was the third time, so maybe we won't have a power outage tonight. I guess we'll have to I wait and not. see. Well, we don't yeah. have any weird weather going on. We don't have any wind. We have no rain. We get we did get some rain this morning here. How about you up the road? Oh, yeah. I went out for a walk about 6.15 and yep. walked out into the rain and was very happy about it. Well, we can use the weather yeah, and we like did, that here for sure. Yeah, and we did have winds earlier. I'm trying to take a peek to see if we still have some now, but maybe just a, a breeze, but not, not too bad. It's no. not bad. I have my side door open because when I got home, now I'm, 
Rebecca, if I said, if I told the listeners I'm weird, I'm sure that would come as a huge shock to many of the millions of people that tune every week. But to you, you go like, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, so one of the things that makes me weird, <laughs> get your list ready because you'll add to it, is that for the longest time, my dogs like to pee in certain places in the house. Now, luckily, the house is tiled throughout, but I've had to restrict their access to the living room because Bill and Eric like to mark their territories, even though they don't know what territory they're trying to mark. They just know they're supposed to let their leg and pee. So they don't get access to the living area. Fine, right? But in my bedroom slash office slash gym slash essential oil repository slash you name it, um, they have taken to, even though I do keep the door open for them, to go outside. And they have plenty of things to mark and pee on and poop on and all of the things that dogs like to do outside. There are apparently places in my room in the office they like to go pee. So last year I stumbled across what I thought was the most amazing invention ever. Now, if you've ever had children and had diapers that you, you know, washed out and put through the washing machine, you're going, I've heard this a million times, but there we go. But they have a washable potty pad for your pets. And I thought, well, this will be the best thing ever. So I have this huge washable potty pad that the majority of the time they don't use because they go outside. And yet today when I came home, it smelled like nobody had been home for about 18 months. And I walked into the room. And by the way, my side door is open for them to still go outside. So, Rebecca, I'm sitting in my room. Door is wide open, which we could not do last week with a windstorm. And hearing all the craziness. But my room smells like dog pee. So I've taken the huge potty pad that's washable, and I'll wash that after the show, but it's outside and not in the air stream or air flow. And, of course, now I'm going to talk for an hour, so I'll be breathing in dog pee. It's just delicious. So that's that's where I'm at tonight. I know you're jealous. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't don't get me started. You know what? We love our fur babies. We do. Oh, yeah. We love our fur babies. But you know, one of the things that I always I, I talk about not not every single show, but um, you know, thank you, Garrett, because we are real. We are we are real people with real problems. We don't pretend to be magical. Um, even though there are a lot of people who kind of go, oh, but you have it all together and you, you know, it's like, oh, but that must be easier for you or you make it all look so easy. And it's like, no, we have the same problems every other person has. We deal with the same challenges and it's just a matter of how do you want to solve the challenge? Because Mm -hmm. there is a solution. There are multiple solutions for every single challenge. And I know you know that you and I share that attitude that, all right, I can be, I can feel sorry for myself for a minute. I can complain about it and then let's get over it and let's solve the problem. So, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you for that. And thank you for, for being real. Um, So I want to bring up something that I think is really hilarious. And I, I didn't mention this to you earlier. (laughs) Oh, do I even dare? Oh, it's just hilarious. I think it's hilarious. And, you know, for, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just let you, I'll share it with you and you can tell me whether or not you think it's funny, but it's hilarious to me. Uh, So this came up in my Facebook feed again, and I share it every time it comes up because to me it is rolling on the floor funny. 
So this is one of those target substitution cards. So sometimes you oh, go I to the shelf and it'll say, sorry, we're out of this, but you could try this instead. So it's one of those cards. And so for those of you who don't shop at Target, I'm sorry, but they, they have them there anyway. So the top of it is like, you know, the little red line, you know, with the white printing on it. It says sale, limited time only. And it says, we are sold out of 32 count comes ultra cherry antacids. And then it has the, the number behind it. And it says, please substitute the 10 count Trojan bear skin condoms. For eighteen dollars, I mean, sorry, for eight dollars and eighteen cents. Seems like a fair trade. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm laughing hilariously because you're pregnant. I never, I never had heartburn until I got pregnant, and I oh had the gosh. worst heartburn. I, I was like, oh my gosh, now I know why people are in, are so miserable. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So you know, at the time, I should have bought stock in Tums. So when this came up in my timeline for the very first time, I was laughing so hard. People were looking at me like, what is so funny? So for me, it kind of makes sense that to, if they're out of tubs, to just yeah, get you the better stock up. <laughs> That's so the anyway, darn sure. it's, so I think it's funny. But again, it may be just funny for me because I actually had that personal experience. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad it wasn't the reverse. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, anyway. Goodness. So how's well, your week been? been? Week. What's been new and exciting? My, it's been it's been a week. Well, I had my birthday on Friday. Happy and so birthday. when people ask me, <laughs> thank you. So when people ask me how old I am, I say I'm old enough to know better and young enough to do it anyway if my body is willing. And so I started saying that a very long time ago, and I still say it because it's still true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Had lots of birthday celebrations, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, I, I have a new favorite, and I'm using my air quotes, birthday cake um, now. And that is uh, my friend's daughter. The, we had a picnic um, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, they said, okay, what do you want to do for dessert or whatever? And I said, well, you know, I haven't actually had any birthday cake, but I love chocolate. And they said, don't worry, we're going to cover the chocolate. And so what her daughter made was she took uh, she took a brownie recipe and she modified it a little bit. And it's, you know, I don't like cake brownies. I like the chewy, ooey, gooey kind of dark chocolate brownies. Mm. And so she made them into cookies. She modified the recipe a little bit and made it into cookies. And they were the kind that were just, oh, they were so good. Just, it was so good. And I said, you know, I think from now on, this is what I want as my birthday cake. <laughs> So that was really lovely, and um, you know, just it was a it was a really good week. Just really enjoying the moments and enjoying the people that I love, and getting to spend some time with them and talk to them. Um, I did have one one thing that happened that I have mixed feelings about, and that is um, uh, a, a dear friend of mine, and I and I know that you know you know her as well. Um, a dear friend of mine passed away actually in the morning on my birthday, and um, she and I actually had had a falling out, and she had reached out to me at the beginning of September, and we we talked for a very long time and made amends. Both of us were upset 
about something that had happened. And, you know, I've, I joke around that she's really stubborn. She was very, very stubborn. And I joked around about the fact that the Italians had nothing on her when it came to being stubborn. Um, and I had thought about her many times in the months that we didn't speak. And, and when she did finally reach out, um, I said, you know, I wanted to reach out to you, but I knew if I called you and you weren't ready to talk to me, would be like, what do you want? And she's like, exactly. And we both laughed about it. So we reconnected. You know, she said, I'm so sorry that we've had this, this time apart. And she said, because I really love you and you're one of the few people in my life um, that, that I really love who is a really dear friend. And she said, you know, I realized that I was only hurting myself staying away from you which was an incredibly beautiful thing to say and I felt the same way about her but at the same time I knew that she would not receive me until she was ready Mm -hmm. so we had this beautiful time on on the phone because she lives in another state and um and then a few days later I called her and she wasn't feeling well and uh then she found out she had COVID and the a couple days after I had called uh, her daughter reached out to me and said yeah she's in the hospital and she's got COVID so she hated hospitals hated hospitals and she was in there for about a month and finally the, the thing about her is that she had been diagnosed with diabetes earlier this year and um, the, the, the respiratory issues were not as severe as most people who get COVID, but they couldn't get her blood pressure and her blood sugar regulated. That was the main issue for her. And so about, I think it was a couple of days of my birthday, I kind of had this feeling like, mm, if she decides to check out, it's going to be on my birthday. And so that's what happened. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning on my birthday, could not fall back to sleep. And, uh, and then when I talked to her daughter that evening, she told me she had passed at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I have mixed feelings. I love her. I still love her. She's yakking in my ear a lot and laughing. Um, you know, because the thing is, when we pass, when we transition out of the physical form, there's a freedom that we experience that we don't get to experience in the physical form. And I'm saying it that way because in my experience of doing the work that I've been doing as a psychic medium for over 30 years, when I get to communicate with people who've passed over, and I should say that when they actually are allow me, when they show up for me, um, there is a repeated pattern and discussion about the fact that they're free, that they're there are no limitations, but there's an expansiveness and a joyfulness that they don't have in this confined space. And so she has, you know, affirmed again that that is how she is experiencing where she is now. And she's joyful and happy and laughing and dancing and, um, and out of her misery because being in the hospital for her was absolutely miserable. So all of that is, you know, I have friends who, are, who have been calling and saying, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, thank you. However, um, she chose her journey. We choose our journeys. And, yes, I'm sad sometimes because I will miss her and because I would have loved to be able to hang out with her again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so blessed that she was in my life. I learned a lot from her. And my life was and is better because she was in it. And so that's what I take with me is the gratitude. And I believe it's auspicious to have somebody pass on your birthday. And it's, it just reminds us so much that we have the moments. We have, you know, time is our most precious resource. We have the moments. And, um, you know, birth is death and death is birth. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you love somebody and you've been on the outs and you think, oh, gosh, I really do love them and I'd like to talk to them, you know what? Reach out. Because the thing is, we we don't know when we have our last moments. We don't know when that's going to be. You know, I'm a psychic, and I don't know that for people. Sometimes I'll kind of get a little premonition, or you know, I think this is going to happen. But it, ultimately, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a an arrangement or an agreement between you and God. At least that's my belief about when you're going to go. It's your own contract with God. We don't, you know, we decide really. So. Uh, I am one of those people who I will call and say, I love you, or I will text and say, I love you, even to friends who might be a little uncomfortable, <clears throat> Garrett, um, but I still tell yeah, Garrett I, I love stuff. him. <laughs> hate <laughs> it, hate stuff. it, hate but it. But he's like, it, it's okay, though, that's that, that, that mushy Rebecca, I'll accept it, she has to do this, I know that. Um, so I don't yeah, want to be preachy, that. but just... You know, do something fun for yourself every single day. Do something loving for you and for people that you love. And, you know, I try to go to bed at night without any regrets. So I wish all of that for all of you as well. So How sweet. What a nice tribute. Well, oh, thank you. She was great. You know that. She was Yeah. She was she was a great person. Yeah. She, and she so. was also a guest on the show several times uh, back in the old yes, days of Rated G Radio. So um, yeah, fond memories indeed. So, yeah. Well, yep. on that happy note, do we have maybe a different topic we could talk about that would send us into the stratosphere? Sure. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me, let me. Uh... Grasp at a straw, <laughs> Rebecca. Grasp really hard. Let me grasp. Well, okay. Let's see here. Can I bring something up that I didn't talk to you about that I haven't talked about? Um well, okay, so first of all, I'm going to do the shameless plug. <laughs> okay, shameless. Uh, so, so, so Garrett is, is always coaching me, and God bless you, Garrett. You know I adore you, but he's always saying, Rebecca, you know, you're really good at what you do, like, like really good at what you do, and you need to get comfortable with telling people. I'm like, okay, I'm getting more comfortable, I'm getting more comfortable, I'm getting more comfortable. So if you'd like to schedule a reading, my website is RebeccaFisk.com, and I do a monthly radio show on the first Wednesday of the month on the Wisdom and Intuition Network. It's Wednesday at 9 a.m., the first Wednesday of the month. You can find all the info on my Facebook page. Um, it's I am Rebecca, Intuitive Psychic. And uh, so the information will be on there. You can, call, you can follow me on Instagram. It's I am Rebecca, I am. Uh, so one of the things that I talk to people a lot about is how everything is energy and vibration. And I'm always advocating for people to do something fun, do something joyful every single day because it raises your vibration. And it's not a difficult thing, but what I'm finding is that sometimes I have to be very, very intentional to find something to goof off about, you know, like, and if I find nothing, if I'm getting toward the end of the day and like, oh, I haven't really laughed much today, because a lot of people are having that right now with the experiences we're having with people having COVID. um, Some of us have lost loved ones. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. People have been affected by all of this. And so there are days when we get to the end of the day and it's like, wow, I didn't really laugh about anything today. And so one of the things that I do is I'll turn on the show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And it's an improv show if you're not familiar with it. But that makes me laugh out loud, and it lightens everything. So just a suggestion, find something fun that you enjoy 
that makes you laugh every single day. Be goofy. Try to be goofy. You know, it's, we are not mm -hmm. as old as our physical age. It's what's in our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. What have yes. you done to be goofy today? What have I done to be goofy today? That's a really good question. Okay. I'm looking for my goofiness. I'm looking for my goofiness. Okay. <laughs> well, I do a, a Zoom call that I host on Mondays. And so, okay. So you talked about how it rained this morning. So when I got out and went for my walk at 6.15 this morning, it was cold and it was raining, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it, loved it, loved it. And it was cooler here in Southern California than it's been, which I also love. I love fall weather. Love it, love it, love it. And so later, after I'd taken my kiddo to school and done some of the stuff I needed to do this morning, I went and took a shower before it was time for me to host my Zoom call that I do. It's kind of a, a talk thing and, a, and support for, for women. And, and uh, anyway, so what I realized is I was cold. And so I hosted the call in my pajamas. I, we had a pajama Zoom call today. <laughs> so I had on my slippers and I had on my super, super soft, comfy pajamas. And, you know, the pajama top actually looks like a sweater. Um, but that was kind of a goofy thing to do, but it was like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And the other thing that I did, maybe people will think this is goofy, but maybe they won't. You said earlier that you're weird. Well, you kind of know that I might be a, a little bit out of the Perhaps normal line. Perhaps takes one to no one. <laughs> yes, thank God I'm in such good company. Um, but one of the things that I did, you know, I'm really working on this self-love thing, and I'm teaching a lot about self-love, and so I have to practice what I preach, or at least I try to. I'm trying to be you know, really authentic. I'm trying to honor my authenticity and who I am all the time. And so when I got in my shower today, as I was washing my body, I was telling, like, I was telling the different body parts that I love them. <laughs> so when I was washing my knees, because my knees are sore, sometimes I'm in physical therapy right now. So I'm washing my knees and I'm telling them that I love them and I appreciate them. And I'm so grateful for my legs and my, and my feet because they take me everywhere I want to go and they carry me and they hold me up. And so I went into this whole gratitude, like joyful, like I love you so much and I'm so thankful for you, treating my own body like my own baby, if you will. And that was really the first time that I felt compelled to do that. So it, it, I wouldn't say that it was making me laugh, but it made me feel loved and it made me feel warm and cozy. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started the warm and cozy with doing that. And then um, do, I did that again as I, you know, I put body oil or lotion on when I get out of the shower. And so when I was doing that, I did that too. And, and then, I, of course, I put on my, my comfy, warm, fuzzy slippers and my, and my comfy, warm pajamas and uh, – <laughs> and did my Zoom call in my pajamas. And I haven't really done that. I know people have done that during the pandemic with hosting Zoom calls. I was like, oh, they can't tell if I'm in my pajamas. Well, today's the first time I actually did that. And and it made me smile. <laughs> so, Well, I'm that glad that made my... you smile. But I <laughs> hate to tell you that 99.87%, and I know this, it's a scientific fact. I read it on the Internet that Al Gore invented when <laughs> – People are on Zoom calls. They're in their pajamas, sweats, and it's lucky that we have anybody wearing a top at all. It's a scientific fact. So congratulations for becoming normal. <laughs> oh, no. What's that? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. But I read it on the but, internet somewhere. Okay. Well, but I also did have my camera on. So it didn't just have my name across the screen. I actually had okay. my camera on. So, and we talked about it. I actually talked about it with the group. And, and actually one of the other, uh, one of the members uh, actually, she said, it is a pajama day. I have my pajamas on too. <laughs> well, we're starting so, to get into that weather anyway. though. So it, it makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I have my slippers on again now, but you know, part of that is because um, <laughs> I live in a building in, a, in an apartment that was built in 1930 and my living room, I have a really nice big living room and I love it. And it's over a two car garage and a carriage house. And I'm, I'm being serious when I say it is still a carriage house. It was never modified to a garage, even though they use it as a garage, but the doors on it are a carriage house door. It's not a, a regular garage door. So, there's no insulation. It used to be a, a deck. It was a sun deck. And they, de they decided to, to enclose it in like 1935. And I love that room. But there's no insulation at all. And so when it's cold out, it, it feels like there is a wind tunnel in there because the cold air is coming up from the garages underneath mm -hmm. the floor. And then in the summer, it gets warm. So at least I have the blackout drapes now. And, and that helps keep it cooler but uh it's cold in that room and that's where the wall heater is for the whole apartment <laughs> nice well you have huge so, <laughs> windows though too so anytime you have that yes, I do. those huge windows <laughs> that that's always going to you know set you up for success or failure depending upon the time of the year yeah so i have a winter wardrobe even though i don't live in the snow so that mm -hmm. i can sit in my living room and watch tv and by the way yeah. I love my TV. <laughs> you should love your TV. It's gorgeous. I know. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for picking it out for me. You're um, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I was going to talk about a little bit, and actually I'm going to focus on something different, and that is um, that, you know, most people know now that Colin Powell died today, this morning. And it was really interesting because the headline said that he died due to complications from COVID-19. And so doing a little bit more investigating on that, actually he had blood cancer. So, you know, which was the type of cancer that he had was cancer of the white blood cells. And so there was a contributing factor of COVID, but he already had something that was terminal. Um, and so that was a really, it's an interesting thing to just examine how uh, the news presents information. And it doesn't take a lot of investigating to actually get more facts <laughs> than what the headline says. And that's always kind of a bit fascinating to me. Um, you know, anyway. Uh, if it leads, it but, leads. I guess that's the wrong yeah, way. If it well, bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's unfortunate, but that really is kind of true. Um, but one of the things that um, was posted online was by David Muir of ABC. Uh, I guess he does the world news. And he wrote something about Colin Powell. And I really liked what he wrote. And it was, um, let me find it. Um, just the wisdom of that man, you know, it doesn't matter what your political 
affiliation is, in my opinion. Um, you know, he was a great leader. He really was. And so one of the things that he talked about some years ago, um, he, there, and I posted a picture, I shared the picture, but if you, if you follow David Muir, ABC, on Instagram, it's a, a very young photo of Colin Powell. And he had posted this particular picture a few years back, joking that he'd been taking selfies 60 years longer than the rest of us. And he <laughs> spoke of 13 rules. So the rules are, number one, it ain't as bad as you think. It will look better in the morning. Two, get mad, then get over it. Three, avoid having your ego so close to your position that when your position falls, your ego goes with it. Four, it can be done. Five, be careful what you choose. Six, don't let adverse facts stand in the way of a good decision. Seven, you can't make someone else's choices. Eight, check small things. Nine, share credit. Ten, remain calm, be kind. Eleven, have a vision. Twelve, don't take counsel of your fears or naysayers. And thirteen, perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And I just... thought that was amazing and you know it makes me sad that I didn't do more research or study more about him when he was alive but what wisdom and so you know he was a great leader so I always enjoyed listening to him speak in public he just so so eloquent so intelligent which is so lacking today I know I know you know Mm-hmm. Well, lost yeah. a great one. Yeah, we really did. And and <laughs> that reminds me of two things. I mean, you know, it's 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 one thing if you're ignorant because if you're ignorant, it just means you don't know and you can learn. It's another thing if you if you lack the intelligence. And that reminds me of uh Judge Judy, Judy Scheinland wrote a book years ago called uh, Beauty Fades the Dumbest Forever. <laughs> And I love the title of that book, Beauty Fades, But Dumb is Forever. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's true, though. You know, and it's the same thing as ignorance is bliss. Because it, yeah. if you don't know what you don't know, so if you're dumb as a brick, you're dumb as a brick. So enjoy being the dumb as a brick. But when you're not dumb as a brick, then it's painful. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, I kind of uh, freaked out one of my clients this morning. <laughs> oh my! Do I? Was it on a Zoom call? No, it wasn't even on a Zoom call. I'd been I'd been thinking about him for oh I don't I don't know an hour or two this morning, and so finally I just sent him a text and I said, "Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're okay." <laughs> and I got an OMG exclamation point. I was just going to text you. So he just reached out and and said, thank you again. That's awesome. I must be psychic. You must be psychic. (laughs) So what's one of the weirdest questions you've ever been asked as a psychic? Oh, gosh. Okay. You have to give me a minute on that one. Um, Okay. You've got a minute. Because, because, you know, I mean, I've had some really interesting questions. And there are people who will call me and ask me basically about every decision they want to make. 
which is which is sweet. Um, I'm trying to think, what is the weirdest? Well, and Garrett, you know that's like a trick question for me because often I don't remember the readings anyway. Well, I don't expect you to remember the readings because I know that that's you know is, with the number of people that you're dealing with on a daily basis, that would just be staggering. But I know that I've always, in whatever career I've been in, I've always had those situations with clients that were like, oh, I'm totally going to remember that one. And I might not remember details, you know, before, during or after, but there was something about the particular situation or the experience that was just so memorable that you just absolutely could not forget it. So there's a couple of those. And then I have one that was interesting and I'll tell you about that in one second. Um, So, one of the readings I did, oh gosh, um, probably 20 years ago, and I still remember it more than 20 years ago, uh, a client had asked me to do a, a past life reading for her, and I did the past life reading, and so we're at the end of the reading. And then she says, I just have one more question, and I said, okay, and she said, I want to know if I've accomplished everything I'm supposed to accomplish. Ooh. And the answer that I heard was, accomplishments are man-made. God just wants us to live our purpose. And I went, I have to remember that. So accomplishments are based on opinions and judgment. They're subjective. It's like, well, I can decide whether or not I think you've accomplished something based on what I think is my frame of reference. Instead of... Are you happy? Are you living from your heart? Are you passionate? Are you, are you living a life that's in alignment with your purpose on the planet? Because if you're doing that, there's no, like you're not worried about whether or not you've quote unquote accomplished something. You can have goals. But one person's accomplishment quote unquote is not the next person's. And I'll use my sister as a great example. She's got two autoimmune diseases. And they're debilitating. And there are days when she's in so much pain she can hardly move. My sister will get up every day and take a shower and do her hair and put on her makeup and she will look like a million bucks pretty much every day. And it takes her between two and three hours to get ready in the mornings because she's dealing with what she's dealing with. And there are days when she can't even do that much, but she will get out of bed and she will get dressed instead of just being in bed all day, which a lot of people in her shoes would do. She's retired now. She doesn't have to get up and do stuff, but she still does it every single day. And part of that to me is like I look at that and I admire that. And so if I call her and, I, and she says, I'm having a, a hard day, I'm having a bad day, I didn't even put my makeup on today. It's like, but I know she still got up and took a shower and did her hair mm-hmm. and got dressed. And she's up and about and doing something. And on that particular day for her, that's a huge accomplishment. Now, for me, somebody who is not living in pain, that would kind of be maybe a little bit of a lazy day. Right, and right. I'm not going to judge it. There are days when I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get up and do anything. But if you, you know, we break down what we think is an accomplishment. And it's so judgmental, really, when you pick it apart. It's a judgmental statement to say, oh, you've accomplished this or you haven't accomplished that or whatever. You don't um, know. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So, 
Exactly. And we don't mm-hmm. know what life is in somebody else's shoes. We have no idea. You know, people would have absolutely no clue about what she's dealing with. So, and I'll, and I'll tell you, she has a, a disease called Sjogren's syndrome, and it's related to rheumatoid arthritis. This is just one of the diseases she has. It's related to rheumatoid arthritis. And the, the, some of the, the issues that she has in autoimmune disease. So one of the things is like her body doesn't make enough moisture. So she has to take medication in order to make saliva. And if she doesn't take the medication, she literally has that mornings when she's awakened and her tongue is stuck to her mouth because oh, it's wow. so dry. So, you know, and then another, another uh, piece of that is interstitial lung disease, which is the hardening of the, the tissue in the lungs. I mean, there's like, and, and vasculitis, like thinning of the, of the blood vessels and the blood veins, the walls. So these are pieces of her autoimmune disease, symptoms, side effects of the disease that she has. And she's been dealing with this disease now for 30 years. She was, you know, she kept going to doctors and they were all like, oh, no, you're a hypochondriac. And finally at Scripps Clinic, they, they said, oh, no, this is a something and it's pretty new and we're just now starting to diagnose it. Wow. And so she's been dealing with it for decades. And yeah, and she still looks like a million bucks. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me the resilience she has dealing with this day in and day out. So yeah, um, do what you need to do for you. Try to, you know, do something every day that pushes you in the direction of your goals and your dreams. But try to take, you know, to me, it's like take the accomplishment word out because it's so judgmental, in my opinion, based on that reading. Um, so I, I have one client who's, I love her. I've been doing readings for her for just about the 30 years I've been doing readings, 30 plus. And, um, so she's called me a couple of times and she wants to go into business. She wants to do this business venture and she's called and asked me about this one particular person. And I said, no, (laughs) she said, I'm thinking about working with this person. And I said, no. And she said, but, 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 and I said, no. And I said, she said, but, 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 and I said, do you want to risk your medical license? And she said, no. And I said, because the potential with this particular person is that she will make you take the fall if there's something out of compliance and you will not be able to practice medicine. Uh. And she's like, wow. Yeah. And she's like, but you've never been this, like, you've never been this adamant. You've never sounded this angry or defensive or protective. And I said, no, because I haven't had this come up with you before. And I'm telling you, don't do this. If you value mm-hmm. your medical license, do not go into business with her. Okay. So I did the reading for her. <laughs> and a, a few months later, she reaches back out again and she says, okay, so I'm still talking to that person. And I'm like, really? You want to lose your medical mm-hmm. license, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but, yeah, but, and I'm like, yeah, she might be a great business person. Why don't you let her ruin somebody else's life and not yeah. yours? Mm-hmm. And she was like, but you've never talked like this. You've never said things like this before. And I said, I have never had a stronger hit on anything for you in your life than this one. Don't do it. This is what you pay me for. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do get things like that. I mean, of course, I get the relationship stuff and I get the past life stuff sometimes and I get the career and should I move and is this the place I'm supposed to be and, you know, stuff like that. And I've had some really fun readings, really, really fun. Um, in fact, 
Oh, gosh, this was also when I was first starting out. I did a reading for a dear friend of mine, and she, <laughs> uh, when I first met her, she was living in the Bay Area. She had just moved there from New York. And I said, you know, you're going to be coming to L.A. She's like, no, I don't like L.A. I'm not coming to L.A. I said, yes, you are. You're coming to L.A. She's like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. I said, I'm telling you, you're coming to L.A. She's like, okay, whatever. So six months later, she calls me, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not getting any work. I don't know what's happening. I said, that's because you're coming to L.A. She's like, no, I don't want to come to L.A. I said, well, I'm sorry, but you're coming to L.A. She's like, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. So about three months later, she calls me, and she said, I'm getting a job, and it's somewhere in Southern California, um, like by Palm Springs or something. And I said, "Uh uh-huh, but you're still going to be in L.A. And she's like, I don't want to be in L.A. Anyway, she comes down here. I go out and meet with her, and we're hanging out and goofing off. And and I said, you know, let me just check in here. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know what? I'm hearing Marina Del Rey. She's like, I don't know anybody in Marina Del Rey. And I said, you know, this is really strange, but you're like you're living on the water. Like it's I don't know if it's an apartment or what, but you are like living on the water. And she's just laughing. We're laughing about the whole thing. And she's like, yeah, right. I don't know anyone in Marina Del Rey. I don't want to live in L.A., blah, 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 blah. Well, (laughs) a few months later, we go to this party in L.A., and she meets this guy. She moves in with him a week later. He lives on a boat in Marina Del Rey. (laughs) (laughs) And so a few months later, she's like, oh, my God, do you remember when we were in the car and having that conversation and we were laughing because you said Marina Del Rey and I'm like I don't know anybody there and you kept saying but you're on the water it's kind of weird but you're on the water she's like oh my god and now I live on the water in Marina Del Rey and so anyway Mm -hmm. that was a that was a really funny one yeah but she's one of my dearest friends and all the time (laughs) but I don't I don't always remember well, it and happens. that's the beauty of, of the of the reading for you. Is, but, you know, and I've shared with this with you when I first met you and you gave me a reading and I just thought you, you know, okay, crazy Rebecca tells me I'm going to live uh-huh. in a blue house and I'm going to live in this particular area. And then, dun, 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 and like, you know, six months later, I'm living in a blue house and in an area like she described. And I'm like, oh. Yes, Rebecca is kind of a little psychic there. Yeah, absolutely, dead on. Mm-hmm. Well, and you knew things you. And when I first met I... you that yeah, were impossible for anybody else to know because you had no connection to me, and you were going da 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 and just reading me like a book. Well, thank you for, for uh, allowing me to do that because you have to trust me. Well, yeah, me but, you know, because, you know, you were weird, and I liked weird because I was I weird, know. but, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're my kind of weird, so thank you for that. I know. It's the and right actually, kind of weird. <laughs> well, and, and and what I thought was really fun was when you guys, when you and your former roommate were getting ready to move, and I was like, no, you're moving, you're moving south, and it's this, but it's close by, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after you guys had moved, uh, your roommate measured it and said, yeah, we moved like 153 feet or yards or whatever to the south or something. I can't remember exactly. But it was like, I, was it across the alley? Is that what it was? It was yeah, that was exactly the alley it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so the, in the backstory, was just so funny because when I moved to California, I, I was relocated out here from a former career to take over sales for – um, basically all of Southern California and long story short, didn't know Southern California at all. I had friends that said, move to Irvine. I didn't know what an Irvine was. And by the <laughs> time my lease was up, I needed a place to bring my partner at the time and all of my dogs. And I, it, you know, in Southern California, you have like a two pet limit, maybe, maybe. And I had eight. So, you know, this is like a big undertaking and my next door neighbors in Phoenix, the ones that I liked, the only neighbors I liked in Phoenix, they said, oh, yeah, we 
have a brother that has a house in Huntington Beach, and you can rent it if you want. And I'm like, don't toy with me. My emotions are very delicate. And that's where I was at for four years. And they and it was funny because Michael and Sandra, before they came back, they said, you know, um, we're going to move back home. Really, we mean it this time, and we're giving you notice. Well, how much notice? A year. And I said, only a year? What am, how am I supposed to find a place in a year? But I'm pumped, you know. But at the end of that year, my world had changed. I'd broken up with my partner I was with for 13, 14, 12 years, something like that. I don't know. We're still He's still my neighbor, which is crazy. Um, I lost my big paying job. I had no money to my name. You know, cry me a river. I, we've all had that wine with the cheese, okay? And I had no place to go. I literally had no place to go. And so my next door neighbors, Jeff and Jill, who now live in Fountain Hills, Fountain Hills, yeah, Fountain Hills, Arizona. They said, "Well, you know, the place right behind you is, you know, that we have the uh, we have those Canadians. Now, I love Canadian people, but the Canadians that live here like to fix their cars and their motorcycles and rev engines, and you know, they were they just did not fit in, even though they'd been here a long time." And they said, well, we'll put in a call to the landlord or the owner, and we'll see if we can you know, work something out. So the long story short is Jeff and Jill are the only reason I'm still in Southern California, at least in this neighborhood. And they made the call, and I met with the landlord, and uh, they said, you know, just be a good tenant, and we won't raise the rent, knock on wood, and um, here we go. And I've been here six and a half years and absolutely love it. And it is technically south, and it is technically across the alley. So when I moved... I opened up the garage door from one place, walked 15 feet across the alley, opened up the garage door to the other one, and went, here we go. And that's the story. That's the short version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for cooperating. Yeah, well, you know, I do my best. I I know. Thank you. You're you're a good student. Thank you. (laughs) So, Garrett. Yeah. So, Rebecca. What's going on in your world? Oh, my God. Where to start? Well. Um, I have not sent you a picture of late, but ho, 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 that's not a cough or a COVID symptom. Ho, 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 Rebecca, have you been a good you girl this now? year? Yeah, I'm kind of Santa. <laughs> so awesome. I am, I don't know if you've even shared this with you, but I am back in the recording studio recording my Christmas album. I've never done two albums in a year, and I'm neck deep into it. So I am, I don't know, about four songs in. I am, I think we're going to stop at six or eight, something like that, and I'm going to mix them up with my other holiday songs I've done in the past. But um, I'm back in the recording studio on all of my days off, and I'm even taking a couple of vacation days here and there. And you know me. Does Garrett ever take a day off? Never. No. Never. So if I take day never, off. Never, what am never, I doing? Never. Never. I'm working. Recording. So, yeah. And so making on my days off yeah. of my regular job, I work one day at my old full-time job because I still love it because I'm crazy, but I absolutely love it. And then, then my other day off, I'll spend half the day doing errands. So I'm up at four in the morning. I just wake up at that time on that day off. I don't know why, but I get up, get the house clean, do the laundry, do the whole thing. I'm done with grocery shopping by 8 in the morning, and then it's like, okay, what do I got to do today? But anyway, so this last Thursday and Friday, Rebecca, I was in the recording studio with our dear friend Brian Pothier, who just won a 2021 Music Producer of the Year Award. You'll have to ask him about that. Um, Oh, I will. 
Yeah. And so shameless plug for Brian, because he's a good guy, stand up guy, but he's always he's awesome. booked. Uh, Pothier Productions, P-O-T-H-I-E-R Productions, PothierProductions.com. He is up in Brea, California. And if you ever wanted to be a music star, well, music star might be a stretch, but if you ever wanted to sing a song or record a record, he can absolutely help you. And he started uh, a journey with me probably, what, 10 years ago. You introduced me to Brian, and mm-hmm. he and I just have a great symbiotic relationship on how we make music together. I usually have a story that I want to tell, and I have an idea of how I want it to sound, and then I go into the studio. He does all the music. I give him my two cents. He humors me. And then I sing the song and then um, practice it a little bit and go back in a few weeks and go back and re-sing final vocals. And that's kind of where we're at now. We just finished a song that I wrote for my manager at work. Her name is India, like from the character Gone with the Wind. And so I wrote a Christmas song for her after doing an extensive interview with her. And I will arguably say it is the most fun song Ever now, I, the song is done, but I'm not going. She doesn't know this, and if she's listening tonight, India, too bad. I'm spoiling the surprise, so turn off your radio now. Um, but once I get the CD back from distribution, or I get it sent to distribution, I'm going to have a bunch of CDs made, and I'm going to have the lyrics framed with a copy of the CD, and I'm going to give it to her as her Christmas present for being an outstanding manager, and um, really making me a very happy person at work. So, the I told her up front. I said, you are going to cry, and not because the song is terrible, but because the song hits every single thing. It, it's the style of song you wanted. It has every element that we talked about. It's catchy as heck, and at the end of the day, you're going to go like, I can't believe somebody wrote a song about me, but it was a great story, and it is seriously, Rebecca, the most fun song I have ever done. Now, with that said, the second we were done with that, I started recording my new favorite song of all time called Pumpkin Pie Lies. And it's my Thanksgiving song. So that is the song. We, we, I have no idea how we cranked it out. And if you've ever wanted to hear me talk faster than I talk on the radio, and I tend to talk very fast, that will be the song to set all speed records. And so that will also be on the album. So, um, yeah, so I've been in the recording studio and doing that, trying to get some cardio in so I don't officially look like Santa around the waist and started the 30-day workout challenge with my teammates at the office. And so it's up to us to self-decide what a workout is or is not. And at the end of the 30 days, we're just going to celebrate feeling better. But now we have accountability partners at the office and we're able to do that. So I'm on day three and I'm trying to get two workouts in a day. I may even do some cardio tonight, which shocks even me, Rebecca, because, you know, once I get home from work, I eat my bowl of broccoli, put the dogs in the bed and we snuggle and play clash of clans until I fall asleep. That's like (laughs) eight o'clock. So I'm going to get some laundry done to try to get the smell of pee out of here. I'm going to get some cardio in and take care of some stuff. But meantime, I really did. I dyed my hair white. I went to Sally Beauty last week and I talked to this girl who looked, well, she could have been in Nightmare Before Christmas or any number of Tim Burton movies. Wednesday from the Adams Family. That could have been a close friend. So she has dyed black hair, 
glasses, black horn-rimmed glasses, tattoos everywhere, hoops in her ear. I mean, the whole thing. She looked the part. And so if Halloween was every day of the year, she would be the queen. So I go in there and I, I tell her, you know, because I have, I have blonde hair, but like golden blonde hair, like normal blonde hair, not like white. Right, right, right. I to my the whole thing. So I go in and I said, well, this might sound a little crazy, but, you know, I need you to turn me into Santa Claus. And, you know, and she goes, and with a deadpan face, she goes, I'm from Seattle. I've turned many people into Santa Claus. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, da, 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 but I need like white hair, white beard. And she goes, it's a thing. Trust me. I've turned many guys in Seattle into Santa. Come with me. Didn't phase her in the least. And I thought for sure I'd at least get a giggle or something out of her. But no, she's like, come with me. You need this. You need this. And you need this. You do it once. Put some conditioner in. Do it a second time. And you're Santa. Awesome. I, I Right. But I went, <clears throat> okay. You don't have anything else you want to say? Or like... No, I've turned many men into Santa Claus before. It's a thing. And then I had so many questions, but then I thought she thought I would be creepy, and I didn't want to be that customer because we've all had customers that, you know, try to make small talk with, and the next thing you know, they want to date. Oh, I'll tell you this. Okay, so, you know, I'm chatty with everybody, you know, because when I'm at work, that's what you do. You turn on the charm. And so I had a customer at the grocery store, I don't know, two, three, four weeks ago. So there was some holdup with a customer that I was helping. So I started to make small talk while we're trying to get whatever issue taken care of. And I said, so what are you watching on Netflix? And blah, 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 blah. And so we got talking about that. Issue resolved, next. But now we have a whole line of people who want to talk about what shows they're watching on Netflix. So I'm like, okay, great. So the next one comes up. I watched this show and you know, I have no interest in watching the show that she was mentioning. And I said, well, I'm watching Manifest right now, but I'm having a hard time getting through it. Da, 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 da. And, but, you know, have a nice day. See you later. Because my transactions, at, if I'm on a cash register, you know, maybe 90 seconds, you know, two minutes, depending upon their order. And they're gone. I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes later, the phone rings. And we are slammed busy. And Garrett, this customer wants to talk to you. It's like, I'm I'm not a manager anymore. I'm just a schmo putting in my eight for, to kill some time, and I love the job, so let me just put in my eight and leave me alone, okay? This customer needs to talk to you, and I'm like, so you know what I did, Rebecca? Okay. I answered the phone. Hi, this is so-and-so, and I was in your line, and we were talking about Netflix. Well, if you want to watch Netflix, I'm game. What do you say? Oh, and I was so caught off guard. I mean, because I mean, I've had customers hit on me before, so it's like I'm I'm used to it. It's okay, fine, whatever. But I was just yeah, so yeah, caught yeah, off guard, yeah. and I was like, um, you know, I've got a line of customers. I can't talk personal stuff, you know, while I'm on the clock. I've got to go. Well, don't you want to take my number? I said, um, if you see me next time, it'd be great to visit about it. But I got to go, and I hung up on her. I yeah. also didn't tell her I'm a I'm a you know climbing homosexual either but that's a different story for a different day <laughs> because she was clearly thinking okay let's you know watch some manifest and it's like i don't have a tv we're not cuddling up on my bed watching it on my ipad give me a break anyway so that was kind of weird and creepy well i know but that was fun it's, it's yeah it, well it's 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 hard to be a, a sexy movie star garrett 
and I know your license plate doesn't say that anymore, but I, I, it's a I struggle. I say that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, I it's the price to pay when you're a burden of beauty. You know it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't oh think my I God. Know it quite as well as you do, though. You know, I don't. I mean, I honestly, <sighs> honestly, but anyway, it's all it's anyway. all good. Yeah, yeah, it is all good. What what else is good is making sure that our listeners know that we are on iHeartRadio. You can find us on the Rated G, uh, LGBT Network there. We're also on iTunes. I'm having some issues with iTunes, so I don't really understand what's happening there. And, of course, you can't talk to anybody to get it fixed easily because I'm sure it's a click of a button. But we are on Apple's iTunes podcast under Rated LGBT Radio. And then, of course, we have our shows with Rob on Thursday night, Rated Oz Radio with Mary Lou Monroe Ray, and Journey with Stephanie. All of those show links are hyperlinked either to their websites or their their socials. And then, of course, we have Rebecca Fisk, who's our guest VIP co-host tonight. She'll be back next week as well. And the shameless plug of the day, if you have Spotify and would like to listen for free, I don't even charge you for it, folks. I do have a link to Spotify on the musical under my artist name, Blonde Jesus. If you want to be entertained for about an hour with a rock album that has won an award for best rock opera, it did, folks. I got the plaque. Um, check it out. Add it on your playlist and enjoy the music. We will see you live next Monday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you missed anything and want to relive this excitement, in about 10 minutes, you can listen to the replay here on Blog Talk. Or again, take us on the run on iHeartRadio, and we'll always enjoy having you join us. And again, we will eventually be opening up the phone lines to take your calls. But as a reminder that this is not a Colin Psychic show tonight. This is a Garrett and Rebecca chewing the fat, or Garrett and in November and December, our other co-hosts chewing their fat. Well, not literally. Um, so if you'd like to ask for advice or questions, you're going to get to talk to me because it's Rebecca's night off. And with that, everybody, please be safe. Love one another. Drive like normal people. Don't text and drive or I'm going to flip you off because that's a fact. Have a great week and we will see you You've next been listening Monday to Rated G Radio. Bye-bye.